0: Hello, my entrepreneurial friends, Profit First Nation is three years old and we have some exciting updates associated with today's episode. We have amazing new detailed show notes for each and every episode, and we've even gone back into the archives of every prior episode. I mean, we're talking over hundred shows and updated those show notes too. So they are more readily searchable and give you the highlights and details in case you're listening in the car and unable to take notes. And now let's kick off today's episode. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now... Here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leverage Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced profit-first strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. Today is an episode ending in nine. It's episode 119. And on episodes ending in nine, we talk about going all in uh, on your business uh, from your all in on recruiting, hiring, and retention Strategies and All In is the theme because I am collaborating with Mike McCallowitz on his next, next book that will come out in the fall of 2023, uh, tentatively titled All In. So let's talk about having a five-star retention strategy. And in order to retain five-star employees, you know, those, those employees that are truly the dream employees, the employees who have the 11 qualities of a five-star employee, who meet or exceed your minimal acceptable ratings when it comes to the aptitudes and skills required for the position, the people who are producing at least a 3x return on the payroll that you're paying them, the employees who share your core values These are your five-star, truly five-star employees that you can assess and rate based off of the five-star employee rating system. And so, you know, you get these great employees and well, once you get them, now it becomes uh, time to retain them and make them happy for the long haul. And so retaining five-star employees is also designed to get these five-star employees really, you know, powering at their max capacity and really, you know, giving them a bit of a challenge so that they are continuing to produce and grow and ideally meet or exceed expectations. And if you've got individuals in your organization who maybe are average ho-hum employees, if you were to, you know, apply the five-star rating, employee rating system on them, they would kind of pan out to be a one, two, or three-star employee. And so what's great about when you employ the five-star retention strategy, it kind of subtly motivates. We like to be positive. But, um, you know, when you've got the five-star retention strategy really cranking and working in your business, it kind of subtly motivates the one, two, and three-star employees to look for other employment um, primarily because it'll be a place where they won't be held accountable and they won't be sticking out like a sore thumb against the five-star employees who are just rocking it and loving your, uh, your strategies that you're employing in terms of retention. So in terms of the five-star retention strategy, yeah, you guessed it. There's five stars to it. Uh, <laughs> the first star is psychological ownership The second star is supporting employee wants and needs. The third star is to stay connected with your five-star employees and and your employees in general. And um, the fourth star is maximizing employee qualities, aptitudes, and skills. And the final star is to lift up your employees. Um, So the first star, psychological ownership. This is um, obviously the opposite of, of micromanagement. And you know, when people really um, shine, it's it's when they own something. You know, think about, ugh, I mean, let's just think about re- rental cars, for example. You know, when you have a rental car, I mean, you're so careful with it and such, but you don't treat it like it's necessarily, you know, a brand new car that you just paid your hard-earned money for. The same thing with, with property. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. We've um, had investment properties and, and what's interesting about that is, you know, you can rent um, an investment, you know, a, a house, an investment property to a seemingly loving, lovely family, um, a doctor, his college educated wife and, and their three kids and, you know, let them rent a, a, a brand new home because they've been displaced by Katrina. And, um, you know, a year later when their lease is up and, and they're ready to, you know, move on from that experience. The house has been trashed. And you know, it's like, well, why? Because they didn't own it. They were just renting it for a year. And there's such a difference with someone owning something versus someone just using it or renting it, et cetera. And um, you know, this is actually going to be a big part of of the book and really kind of one of the key foundations when it comes to um, retention. So I won't go into a lot of detail here, but, you know, I think those are are good examples. So, you know, what can you give people to own in the business? Are you giving them ownership over equipment? Are you giving them ownership over responsibilities and tasks that, you know, they're the ones that are responsible for the whole company when it comes to this particular responsibility, task, or, you know, um, portion of your operations? Uh, giving that sense of ownership and, and telling someone, "I want you to own this," gives someone like it, it makes their chest just rise up. And 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 when they when they have to rise up that chest, they rise up to the occasion um, because that is a big deal. Ownership when you own something like now now things are real. Now there's a real you know stake in the game. Uh, and such. So the first challenge is what can you give in terms of psychological ownership to your employees in your organization? We're not talking about, you know, ownership of um, cleaning out the refrigerator. You know, it has to be something that's, that's meaningful and impactful to your organization, whether it's to the other team members in the organization and how it impacts the business or externally um, in terms of, in terms of clients and the impact on clients. All right, the second to star in the five star retention strategy is supporting employee wants and needs. And you know, this kind of just goes back to Maslow's basic hierarchy of needs. but we'll start with the wants first because those seem to be what's in the headlines um, of the newspapers as of late. So really, what an employee wants are are kind of just three things. They want stability, they want comfort, and they want purpose. Again, what employees want are stability, comfort, and purpose. So, wh- what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, um, flexibility is uh, something that they that they want, and flexibility comes in a variety of ways. and that could be flexibility in their schedule of, you know, how they work their shift, what days they work. And it's also flexibility with with PTO. And when we talk about all-in, when you go all-in and the level that you go all-in on your employees is about the, the level that you can expect in your employees coming back and going all-in on you. So, you know, I, I, when it comes to vacation and PTO, I mean, if you're rocking it in your business... And you've got five-star employees, and um, and your clients are happy, and your employees are producing a three x or a four x return on payroll. Then you know, if you take a four-week vacation, there's no reason why your employees should be limited to a two-week vacation. You know, it's it's really important. I believe that you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander, and and so you know, flexibility with PTO and scheduled time off. I mean, when someone takes like really quality PTO, and I mean, that's been a struggle over the last couple of years because there was kind of like most places were not fun to go to or a lot of hoops to jump through during COVID. But, you know, everyone needs some quality PTO. and, And the thing about quality PTO is when you take that time off and when employees take that time off, I mean, they come back re-energized, re-excited. And so flexibility on someone's schedule or and or their PTO is is a great thing to leverage in terms of meeting employee wants. Another thing is performance feedback. And you know, this all ties into what they want: stability, comfort, and purpose. And giving people performance feedback on a consistent basis and you know, honestly, that performance feedback could be like, you know, the formal review and such on an annual basis, but you're always wanting to give some sort of feedback. And you know, that just solidifies that, okay, I'm doing it. Uh, There's no question. You know, my boss told me I'm doing a great job and he's giving me these areas of improvement, but uh, you know, I'm, I know exactly that I'm meeting or exceeding expectations on X, Y, and Z. And so that gives someone you know, definitely meeting their needs of stability, comfort, and purpose. Some other things around meeting employees' wants would be um, making sure that you have ongoing salary alignment to the market. So, you know, you just have to be cognizant and schedule it and, you know, make a promise to yourself and make a promise to your employees and follow through on that promise that, you know, you are going to assess what's going on and such in, in the marketplace so that, you know, you don't lose an employee um, because you've forgotten to, you know, give some sort of cost of living adjustment or some sort of merit increase over the years. Um, because, you know, unfortunately things tend to get more expensive over time. Now, when it comes to, you know, merit increases and such, it does have to be merit-based and you want to be reasonable. Um, with things. And I'm going to be honest, uh, like we're doing that with our claims processing team right now, their merit reviews. And, you know, one employee just barely missed getting a merit increase. And it was really coming down and due to attendance. And, you know, it was killed me um, when I reviewed the supervisor's recommendations and notes on it, because that means i he's not a five star employee but uh he you know he had a, he had a bit of a rough go and i'll tell you this his attendance has been great over the last 4 months but the supervisor was very objective in in the review of you know their prior years attendance and you know while the individual has making made improvements upon their attendance factor over the last several months that you know, prior in the last 12 months is, is what really kind of um, harmed them on that. All right. And then finally, in terms of wants, you know, you've got the workplace and environment. I mean, people want to work in a place that is um, beautiful. I mean, it, it clean and um, just free of clutter, um, you know, that just is a, is a nice place to show up. And so I challenge you to, to make sure that, that you are offering a, a great environment um, to your employees. And if you have a remote staff, you know, what can you do to enhance the environment of, of your employees working from home? And let me tell you this, one thing that we've done um, with our claims exam teams who work from home now, we've permanently closed our office and will continue to just work remote for the foreseeable future. But, um, you know, one thing that we provided them was a green screen that attached to the back of their chairs so that, uh, you know, when they when they roll up to their desk, they don't have to worry about cleaning what's behind them um, and making sure everything looks good. Uh, they just have to pop open that green screen, put it on the chair, takes less than 15 seconds. And, and they're not having to stress out about, oh, I got to clean up. I got to make sure everything's fine and perfect and dandy and this, that, the other. Um, and then we've also provided them with a virtual background um that they can just pop in and it's branded and it's just looks nice and clean and and simple. and you know it's very team oriented. So uh, those are some things on terms of wants. When it comes to needs, um, you know this is this is Maslow's hierarchy. they They need self-actualization. They need esteem. they need belongingness. They need safety. And um, they have psychological, or excuse me, they have physiological needs as well. So um, then the third star in the five-star retention strategy is um, staying connected. And this is your job. You know, when you have 10 or more employees, a million dollars or more in real revenue, this is your opportunity to be focusing on your people and staying connected with them so that you can profitably scale the business. You should have already clockworked your business, you should have already implemented profit first, you should have already done your pumpkin planning. And so now is is that level where you know it's important that you're focused on your employees. And again, like your role now is to go all in on your employees, and the level that you go all in on them is the level they'll they'll go all in on you. And so you don't need to be competing with them. You shouldn't be doing the jobs in the business that you've hired people to do. So by staying connected, what do we mean? That means having continued core value alignment. You know, that's the first star in the 5-star employee rating system is alignment of core values. So you need to be cognizant and make sure that, you know, all of that is 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 continuing to be aligned. You're talking about your core values. You're using your core values every day in your business in a variety of ways. And, you know, everyone is dreaming about it in their sleep or, or, or mumbling your core values um, because you are, you know, continuing to make sure that everyone is aligned with your core values. Another way to stay connected is to master the daily huddles. Um, and when I say master the daily huddles, it, it, it is a it's an art and it takes some time and it takes some discipline and just don't give up on it. Get, get it to the point where you have truly mastered your daily huddles. And that is a great short five, five definitely less than 10 minute just daily check-in. Uh, one of the secrets to that is making sure that that daily huddle, everyone's standing. Um, that, that tends to keep keep the mo- meeting moving and uh, not let people just get too chatty and such. So that's a great way. You're just going around, uh, starting with a celebration for the team and then, um, you know, going and finding out, okay, here are the three things I did yesterday. Here are the three things I'm going to do today. And just, you know, make sure that you're scribing it so that you've got a record of it. And that also helps with performance reviews, et cetera. Um, but, but it's quick. It's, it's short. And it's the three things I did yesterday, the three things I'm going to do today. And then you want to have, in order to stay connected, is having consistent rhythmic one-on-ones. So when you establish a rhythm, just like in Profit First, you know, the rhythm is key. um, And that just determines, you know, how consistent you're going to be based off of determining the rhythm. So, you know, are you going to do your one-on-ones standing and kind of pop into people's offices on Thursdays? Are you going to, you know, go to lunch with someone once a month, once a quarter? Um, is that how you're going to connect um, and, and be consistent on your one-on-ones? Uh, are you going to have a biweekly sit-down, one hour, one-on-one? The importance is being consistent with it and, and having that rhythm of when it'll happen so that, um, that your employees, and again, you know, it's this all-in phenomenon when you say you're going to do it, you got to do it and you got to stick with it and you got to go all in on it. And when you go all in on it, your employees will go all in on it. I know that this is uncomfortable for business owners, but your employees, I mean, they're, you're almost like a celebrity to them. Like they hold you in such high esteem. They do recognize the sacrifices that you make, the the risk that you live with owning a business um, and having employees and so when you give them some one-on-one attention, I mean, it is a big big deal. So don't be embarrassed by it and don't discount it. Leverage it. Go all in on having consistent rhythmic one-on-ones with your employees and just determine what that rhythm is going to be. Start slow, start casually and you know really get it figured out. You know, in some of my organizations um, with my claims examiners, uh, we touch base once a quarter, uh, one-on-one. And for um, my other businesses, one business we're touching base weekly, um, and it's a standing, just quick one-on-one. And then in other businesses, and depending upon people's roles, it might be you know in every other week, one-on-one, over Zoom, really going in depth for like 45 minutes to an hour. And, you know, you kind of want to get personal on that stuff, too, and just kind of know what's going on in their life. It doesn't have to be all work all the time. That one-on-one connection should involve some some personal sharing of information. Uh, The other way to stay connected is to do team lunches and events. I was just reviewing one of our cohort members of our uh, All In Programs recruitment website, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing they had so many pictures on their website of team events and lunches and them on a bus and them at a winery and lots of fun stuff. And, um, I was wildly impressed because I have not, we we do these things and, but I am not intentional about capturing it, um, on film or, or with a camera. So, um, You want to have team lunches and events. I mean, we have our favorite restaurants. Um, We do things um, virtually as well. And that is a great way to stay connected and, you know, keep the team just aligned as a team. Another way to stay connected is doing employee engagement surveys. So for our organizations, we do those anonymously um, and we do that um, on an annual basis. All right, Uh, the, let's see, star number four is maximizing employee qualities, aptitudes, and skills. All right, I mean, these are two of the stars in the five-star employee rating system. And so, you know, you want to make sure that people are meeting expectations or exceeding expectations, or, you know, you're raising the bar on expectations for the, you know, the 11 qualities the aptitudes and the applicable skills for a role. And ways to maximize this is to provide ongoing training, to offer some sort of mentoring or networking or peer groups. I have um, people in my organization who are members of, of of masterminds and such, where they are, you know, working with peers in their, not necessarily in the same industry, but, um, you know, at the same kind of level, the same kind of position, but different industries and such. Um, again, networking and having masterminds and peer groups. Educational opportunities are also great. Um, I have um, employees who you know, are in programs where they're learning to improve or learn new skills. I've got someone who is um, working on um, a coaching certification, which is really exciting because this person is going to make a great coach and, uh, you know, by providing this educational opportunity, is just going to give them a little bit more objective confidence than me telling them that, that they can do it. And then, you know, again, a way to maximize their qualities, aptitudes, and skills is, you know, having a book club, uh, or within your company or just sharing interesting news and articles, um, whether it be industry or just something of interest, um, something unique with your team or individual employees. And the final star is um, lifting up, lifting up. I mean, really, you know, when you're at this stage with 10 or more employees, a million dollars or more in real revenue, and you're looking to profitably scale your business, your role is not as a worker bee. Um, Your role is, I think, really kind of cheerleader-ish, and so you really need to be making sure that everyone's state is at a peak elevated point. And the daily huddle, doing that very close to the start of the day is, um, is a great way to make sure that you're elevating and, and getting everyone in a, in a great state. Um, so in one organization, our daily huddle that I'm involved in is at 8.03, and in another organization, it is at 10 minutes to 9.00. And, you know, it's, it's fun. It's like, you know, whatever, someone's kind of ambling in whatever, but by starting your daily huddle with a celebration, I mean, that's automatically elevating the state of everyone because you're starting the day with like, Oh, woohoo, a great celebration. Other ways to lift up would is just in your culture of your organization. And again, it's focusing on state and elevating state, making things fun, making things exciting, Another way to lift up is to celebrate. So I mentioned, you know, you're wanting to do celebrations with your daily huddles, starting with that celebration. But celebrate events. I mean, we celebrated um, St. Patrick's Day with five minutes of fun um, with our teams, and uh, and 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 just just had fun. We celebrate birthdays. We celebrate um, just random things. But uh, you know, it's just it's just fun. So find opportunities to celebrate. Lift up by shouting out people. Um uh, again, the Daily Huddle is such a great channel for this as well. In our Daily Huddles, um, team members have the opportunity to shout out other team members. And uh, you know, when they're saying, Oh, here are the three things I did yesterday, here are the three things I'm gonna do today. Oh, and by the way, I wanna give a shout out to to Jameson. She um Totally got this order entered and made the deadline and the client basically was super late getting to to us, but she got it in right away and it was amazing. And the items were able to be delivered the next day. So shout out to Jameson. You know, that's just awesome public recognition. Um, we track the shout outs uh, on our daily huddle sheet and so whoever has the most shout outs at the end of the week gets to spin the wheel for a fabulous prize. So it makes it even more fun. And then just just good old appreciation, handwritten no cards, a thank you, a forwarding of an email um, from a delighted client, um, you know, saying, "Wow, you know, Michelle, you totally made this happen. Thank you so much uh, but 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 appreciation is definitely um. Just so needed um, with your employees, and makes such a big difference. And I was telling someone the other day. Um, obviously, we don't have the Indianapolis office anymore, but uh, you know, it was it was kind of humbling that when I would visit people, you know, like notes, hand notes, handwritten notes that I had written them on our just like. He's, company's stationery note cards that we made. but you know they they had hung those um, in their cubicles and such and 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 you know they 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 kept it, they looked at it, they saw it every day. And so um, that obviously goes a long way. All right, so you know really what this comes down to is you succeed or die by your people. So you've got to put your people first. And you've got a higher right, and you have to transition out the individuals who are bringing down the organization or bringing you down and um, and just not producing that 3x return on payroll or not demonstrating the love and qualities of a five-star employee and all of those things. So if you've got interest in our programming and what we're doing, we are previewing content for the next, next book. Um, we have accelerator programs and cohorts, etc. You can check us out at 5staremployees.com. If you are looking to work with a certified Profit First professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach, uh, and you're looking to work with someone who is also Pumpkin Plan certified, uh, then go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact where you can connect with a Profit First professional. And uh, we do have a visual recap for this episode under resources at our website, Profit First Nation, where you can also subscribe via text or email and get each weekly resource when a new episode drops. Thank you so much and cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.